you've enjoyed this service up till now. Uh, we, uh, it was good last week to have an Easter service and um, uh, what seemed to be a little bit of normal. Uh, 188 people here, which that's about where we were before. Uh, before COVID struck, and I, I'm just feel thankful that um, everybody's still out there somewhere. <laughs> I love pastoring this church. I love you all. Um, it was very uncomfortable not being here for weeks on end in 2020. Um, especially last Easter. Uh, 2020, and this morning I'm addressing 2020 uh, in the message. 2020 was especially painful uh, not being here with you. And there are some things on my heart and mind um, that I believe needs to be addressed or recognized. Uh, I stated a few weeks ago, I agree with someone that had stated recently that 2020 had brought clarity. Um, and first, I believe the clarity of the love and the testimony of this church. Um, it showed us a need for community. <coughs> I went to walk by Joe and bump elbows a minute ago, and he said, can I get a hug? I'm comfortable with that. I've had COVID about died into both shots and 10 days out. So, yeah, I'll give him a hug. <laughs> and if you want to criticize me, have at it. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm good with you hugs, huh? Uh, but it showed us the need for community. Um, it showed us that love comes from a pure heart. Uh, it showed us that truth and hard preaching prevails, and it creates conviction and soft hearts and con concerning compassion. Uh, you put that on display as a church in astonishing ways last year. Uh, first, we have not passed an offering plate in 13 months. And I did not preach one message on giving, not one time, and yet the goodness and the kindness of God and the expressions and the responsive generosity of this church is unmatched anywhere. Our offerings were only $13,000 less than they were in 2019, and that just amazes me. I mean, it, it, it amazes me. Um, so I want to thank you 
for your generosity. And I want to say that I love you as a church, that it's just unbelievable. <laughs> we, we, had, we try to keep a reserve, um, and who knows, $10,000 air conditioning hit or something take place. We had between ten dollars and $20,000 on reserve when 2020 started. And by the end of 2020, we have somewhere around $50,000 in reserve. And not that we're going to sit here on money and let the Antichrist spend it when we're gone in the rapture, but we have a plan for that. <laughs> I mean, what that, that's going to be used for. There's a little brown building out back. I wish all of you would stop sometime and walk around there and just put your hand on it and say, God, give us this building. Because that would complete our purchases for what our vision is to build on this property. And so those of you that believe in by faith that God's going to do that, just go out there. Now, if you don't believe that, don't go out there and kill the spirit of the place. (laughs) But go out there and put your hand on that little building and ask God to give us that building. Um, God's just so good. Um, I've been here 13 years, day before yesterday, since I first walked in that door over there in that little white church. And every year, it is just God at work through this church. Um, and, and you show me any other church, any any other church that did not uh, pass an offering plate and didn't have in-person services 18 or 20 weeks, and their offering was stable, and I'll show you a healthy church. And, and that's what's happened here. Um, and by faith, we continued to pay our missionaries. We did not miss one payroll. Uh, <laughs> we paid our bills, our essentials all on time. We even bought a house <laughs> during 2020. Uh, it, it, God's not finished here, folks. Um, and I mean, there was, there was weeks because I wouldn't vacate this pulpit that I came in here and pre-recorded. Kevin helped me, told me how to do it. And I wanted you to be able to see that we were still in this church. Um, There was times that eight or ten people, just myself and the praise team, were here. Um, But it's that kind of faith that kind of giving, that kind of love, your prayers, the, the, your generosity, your kindness, your loyal service um, and support in 2020 that I, like Paul, give thanks to God always for you. Making mention of you in our prayers constantly hearing in mind your work, your labor of love, your steadfast hope, Paul said, in our Lord. 
I come here often and walk these aisles back and forth in and out. Lay my hands on the chairs where you sit. Those that I haven't seen for 13 or 14 months, I ask God to protect you. And it's that clarity that God has given us what we've seen in just a little spark of he's still in control and we'll come back that I'm thankful for. Second thing, if you're in leadership, you understand what I'm getting ready to say, that one of the things that happens in ministry is every year it gets bigger. If it isn't, it's sick. There's a problem. But every year it gets larger. It gets more complicated and more challenging. Uh, I'm always going to the Lord asking, Lord, help help me provide the leadership uh, that this church needs. There's a lot of people here a whole lot smarter than I am, folks. And I'll I'll be the first to tell you that. My goodness. but providing leadership for a growing organization is a challenge. And, and when you have a year like 2020 where you're not in control of anything, um, I mean absolutely nothing, nothing. And, and when you're a control freak, um, it, it's hard. No one had ever been there before. We didn't know what to do. We were under assault as a church in this nation. Uh, All kinds of people advising us what to do, what we should and shouldn't do. Uh, It was politicized. Um, It was polarizing to our church. Uh, And it pitted us against one another. Uh, It was was hard. Churches were forbidden to sing. Uh, I have an acquaintance, a gentleman that I'd been to his his church and in a conference with him um, where they were forbidden to meet, forbidden to fellowship and to have social events or be with each other as things happen. Um, Fined $10,000 a service and they continued to meet three services. A week, and that's still tied up in the courts. They've put them, had to put the money in an escrow account to pay that if they lose. Uh, forbidden to have funerals, weddings, and yet Michael and I have had funerals this year. We had an open casket funeral at the graveyard, bless God. And there's ways around it. Uh, no in-person FCA meetings this past year. Uh, no kids in classes for 13 months. I have not made one hospital visit, even to my own son. Still not visiting homes or hospitals. Just praying over the phone with our families and I've invited folks to my house for counseling sessions. 
um, and consultations. The fact that they're fining churches for doing it, it it's, it's just unbelievable. Um, who would have thought such a mess in the United States of America? We had one baptism last year. Thank God that's more than we maybe would have thought we'd have had. Uh, and I'm thankful for it. But no CRA camp. No VBS last year. We hope to do something this summer, even if it's just in-house. That's probably a shock to some, but I've got a plan. Uh, No good guy services. Trying year, to say the least. Um, Just unimaginable the events that has taken place right here with Big Branch Church. And yeah, I acknowledge um, last November, Michael, myself, two other board members um, found out one Friday that we had all tested positive for COVID. Uh, We had folks saying we were going to be a super spreader. Uh, Through the whole duration, we can only add up 70 or 80 cases and yet, there's no connecting the dots. Uh, it just was not true. Very few folks were even sick and in the hospital. Uh, and the blessings have just continued to come. I think only one Sunday out of over a year, uh, we did not have a service, uh, some form or fashion. Maybe none. I I don't know. I tried to go back and look. But believe you me, I know Facebook is not church. There's no community or or there's no... uh, It's just not church. It's not gathered together. Uh, But it has been great to have that available the last year. And this praise team that sits here... The work that they put in and Kelly put in. Yeah, amen. Um, Like I said, there's a whole lot smarter people than I am around here. For them to be able to do their music at home and individually and put that together, way above my airplane. Um, But God bless them. Uh, And... <laughs> the folks that work at Booth. I hate to start naming names, but Sarah and Kristen and and Dan and uh, Stephanie and Jacob and others. Uh, God, if I leave you out, I'm sorry. Come and smack me afterwards. But bar none, the work that pulled all that off all year long. They have my sincere appreciation. We cannot say enough about the time and effort that goes in to make that happen every week in this church. And in the middle of all of that, we had visitors when we were open almost every week. 
And if you're visiting this morning, God bless you. We hope that you find a home here. That they come, that I had one gentleman sit right here and he said, Preacher, can we come to church here this morning? I said, Well, you're here. And he said, uh, Our church isn't open and we've we passed this place to go and we just thought we'd stop and come in. I said, You come here as long as you want. And, and if I say something you don't like, that's okay. And if you think something and believe something I don't like, that's okay. But you're welcome here. And uh, I, I just find that unbelievable that, you know, we ha- that folks continue to visit and our church opening and, and preaching the gospel and the word of God. And we had Zoom classes and still have Zoom classes and, and BBYM and, and the kids thing that we did on Sunday morning and Jesus Storybook and... Pam can tell you our our missionaries didn't miss a check. They continued to operate. In fact, I've got emails from Patrick that says his ministry thrived on Ohio State University's campus in 2020. Our Christmas baskets went out at CMO, and Kyle, you all didn't miss a meal providing it. The mission. In fact, I, I think I heard Mitch say somewhere the other day that, that they had a banner year, what they were able to do and feed folks during 2020. Uh, Kyle over cooking every week. That's, that's just, it just blows my mind. The shoe boxes went out in 2020, not to the Amount that we normally do, but bless God, we'll make up next year. Uh, all of our works and efforts to God be the glory forever and amen is all I can say. And don't take this wrong, but the last 13 months have been tough. It's been hard on families. Michael and I usually spend time with families. Hardest thing I did was made a phone call when we thought we was going to lose Edna and talked to her on the phone in the hospital. And she couldn't breathe. She said, I got to take his mask off to breathe. She had oxygen on. She said, Preacher, if this is our last conversation, I love you. To think that while they were seriously ill, we couldn't be there just killed me inside. To know that Michael Black and Mark Graham had to go to the hospital alone and say goodbye to their dads was the most heart-wrenching thing that I'll ever witness in my entire To think that Zayla and Nina have went through what they went through without one person being able to visit them in the hospital. If that doesn't tear you up, there's something wrong with your Christianity.
to know the sacrifice of our children in the past year. No school. Those of you that graduated, no graduation. Had to fight to have sports. No social contact. That's not healthy, people. No church, no Easter egg hunt, no VBS. I'd like to tell you the number of times somebody told me my kid's got a problem. There's anxiousness in my house over what's going on. What do we do, preacher? Someone stopped me in the hall this morning and said, Pastor, thanks for having the kids' classes again, some form of normalcy. So here we are. The things that have happened beyond our control in 2020, and yes, if I were to say anything that defines this church, I would have to say, we live for Christ. Not I, but Christ. All in lower case except the C in Christ has been my new sign off on everything I write. For me to live is Christ, Paul said, but to die is gain. We strive to be the people of truth at this church. We're not perfect, but we live for excellence. And from this pulpit in every classroom teaching ministry, faithful to the truth. It doesn't matter what I believe anymore. It's what the truth of this word is. We've done our best to do what was right in 2020, in the beginning of 2021. We called on God as a board. We proclaimed his word from our pulpits We preach the gospel of grace and don't intend to quit. Our nation didn't want the truth. Our leaders didn't want the truth either, by the way. Satan doesn't want the truth. And yet we've tried to preach the truth and righteousness, and that doesn't change anything we're going to do around here. We have and will continue to keep honoring God's word and doing what's right. I've been accused of being mean-spirited in 2020 and uncaring, taking sides in politics. And let me go on record today. That is not true. What is true is I'm standing for the truth of God's word. And if that talks about one party more than the other, so be it. I'll go to my grave saying, Amen. Our nation is going the way of Satan, folks. And for decades, people have tried to create a cultural Christianity that appeals to non-believers accepting of homosexuality and sin and same-sex marriage. Churches making it their badge of honor. Racial hatred. Superficial with a shallow gospel. 
Look where that's got us. I'm telling you, we need Christians to act like Christians. Follow the word of God and be faithful to church. To be the church. To witness the gospel in their communities, their neighbors, their places of work. According to Jesus. To preach Christ and him crucified, buried and rose again. And if it weren't for Jesus... (laughs) I don't think Christianity would have much appeal in this day and age, just to be quite honest with you. The media has been exposed. The seduction of corruption and the censorship of Christian people and the truth and the lies and false teaching that we're seeing being spread is horrendous. You listen to this. This Equality Act that's in front of Congress right now, you better stand up and take, take attention and write because it's going to come to haunt us in Big Branch Church if it gets through. The cancel culture and gender teaching is against God and His Word. I'll prove it to you from the Bible. There's only one X and one Y. Created by God. This is not hate that I'm speaking. Mean or racist to preach the truth. It's God's word plain and simple and I'm honor bound to proclaim it. This new administration says he's happy to uphold religious freedom. Let me tell you a little something. Religious freedom sends people to hell. No Christian with half a brain supports religious freedom. We support the God of the Bible. We support this to be the infallible, inerrant word of God without compromise. God-breathed book. The absolute truth of which there is none other. I believe in the Christ of the cross. He's the only way. And I do not believe in religious freedom. I believe in their right to worship and do whatever they want to do. But I'm telling you, I do not believe that all roads lead to heaven. Let me land this plane. Kelly said we don't lose. You don't lose if you're a saved individual. But I'm telling you, we do not win down here. We lose on this planet. Are you ready for that? If you're a post-millennialist, you, you, you thought we were just going to all go waltzing out into the kingdom as you took over the world, but that's not the case. We lose here. If you read your Bible, you get that and you understand that. They killed Jesus, by the way. Have you forgot that? They killed the apostles. Linda read to me the horrendous way that they all died. 
boiled in oil, hung upside down, crucified some. Hey, by the way, they're going to persecute you too. They're going to persecute the church. Matthew 16, 24 says, If any man come after me, pick up his cross and deny himself. We're going to carry a cross in this life. And the fact of the matter is, we lose on this battlefield. Believe it or not, you need to read this book to find that out. All this pussyfooting, Prosperity gospel is going to come to a screeching halt someday. And it's just that simple. The Antichrist rules. And beauty is we won't be here for it though, thank God, because the rapture of the church will take place before it gets too bad. And we will win in the end. Go read the last chapter. They're all going to be cast into hell. Sad but true. The more supportive they are of the devil's lies, the less they are going to tolerate the truth and scripture. We must condemn and speak up against the lie. And call upon every Christian to do likewise. We call upon everyone to realize there is but one true God. One true God. You shall have no other gods before me. Was his proclamation, not mine. There is one salvation in no other name but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. An exclusivity of the gospel is what that's called. The authority of the scripture is what we believe. And we need to expose every and all lies that stand against God and His word. Whether proclaimed by a church or by a politician. If it doesn't line up, it doesn't line up. They need to be exposed. Better prepare. You better prepare to put your kids in a Christian school in the near future because it's going to get ugly. We're already seeing the remnant of what they're trying to proclaim and get pushed through. John 15, 18 says, If the world hates you, you know that the world hated me before it hated you. If you stand for the truth, it's happening. Jesus plainly tells us what to expect if we stand and speak the truth. Whether we like it or not, suffering, suffering perfects our faith. And the validity of our testimony. You say, but preacher, we just lost an election. No, we never win anything here. Never. Is, is there even anything to gain in this world? 
The Bible said, what do you profit if you gain the whole world and lose your own soul? I love the fact that the day is coming where we can clearly see the true church. It's happening before our very eyes. Those that are dividing themselves against the word of God, you're going to find out there are false denominations and false truth proclaimers. Supposedly. I love it. There is going to be the church and the anti-church. There is going to be the Christ and the anti-Christ. It's evolving in front of our eyes. And allow me to say this. Whatever side you are on. God doesn't hold somebody else responsible for what's wrong with you. God holds you responsible for what you do and believe. And the fact that you don't know the truth and believe the truth is because you don't read your Bible. You better blow the dust off and get it out. Because God's going to hold you responsible someday. You have God's word You need to substantiate the truth by reading God's word. And he will hold you responsible if you don't. Folks, we are stepping into an air where hatred of the truth is going to go to a level we have never experienced. I'll close with this. The Christian life is about two crucifixions. The crucifixion of Christ, which we celebrated his resurrection from last Sunday morning, the cross. And the second crucifixion of consecration, dedication, and sanctification is coming. You better become consecrated to the Bible and the Christ of this book. You better become dedicated to the truth. And you better become more sanctified, setting yourself apart as the church and Christians. Plan on taking up your cross because I believe 2020 was the beginning for the need of I Die Daily. People are searching for the truth. You want to know where the truth is? The Bible says in Luke 17, 21, Behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst. You are the truth in the midst of a troubled world. And it's time we stand like it. You are the kingdom of God. So see you in church next Sunday. (laughs) He is alive. He is ruling his one true church. 2020 did not stamp us out, silence us, or stop us from spreading the gospel. And it's time that we realize that we are the witness to those that are lost in our midst. 
and the one that can speak truth to the lies wherever it is coming from. But it's going to take some boldness and some courage to say, I believe in the God of this book. I believe in the Christ of salvation. I believe in grace through faith that saves alone. Let's stand.